it's everything's up and down. I think we're, we're down. So up is coming, right? Mm -hmm. So stay focused. Like what are you, what can you do today that builds a foundation for the future? There's opportunity everywhere. Hello, great state of Arizona and Asria family members and Asria friends. Show. Welcome to another episode of the Asria Show. And we are hoping you that you guys are enjoying the show. Remember, you can always give us a five-star review. Go to any Apple Podcast or Google Play Store and leave us a review. Let me and Mike know exactly what we're doing, the content exactly what you're looking for. Without any further delay, welcome Thank our you. Executive Director, Mike Del Priest. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Kind of having deja vu right now. Right. Deja vu all over. What's after two, three, four? Uh, what Five, are we on? six, seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. eight. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we had some technical difficulties this morning trying to get Butch on today, but we definitely have him going. We're ready to rock and roll. We're ready to provide some great, excellent content for you. So, Butch Lieber. Hello. How are you today? I'm excellent. Okay, great, great, great. So Butch is, well, I'll let Butch introduce himself. I'm a realtor, been a realtor for over 20 years now. I'm also a business coach. I do training and development with realtors. I'm president-elect of Phoenix Realtors on a bunch of boards. I'm committed to the industry. I'm not an investor. Mm -hmm. And Mike's been talking for the last hour about why I should be. And I know I should be. I know realtors. Mm -hmm. That's the place to make money in real estate for sure. And I just... I've done one real estate investment, made a lot of money really fast, and haven't done another one. So. Okay. We're converting him. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. worry, everybody. I'm learning. We're working learning. on it. <laughs> so, as real members, if you see Butch, you know, always ask him, hey, what's your next investment? Okay, How's let's get him Let's yeah. get him converted. Let us get him out of just sales as a realtor. Although, being a realtor I is love good. That. Yeah. I love it. I love working with people, um, mm -hmm. buying properties. Mm -hmm. and It's fun. The industry's fun. Okay. We'll, so, we'll talk days. about that because, yeah. like, when you do your classes here, realtors have ac access to all the deals, right? When someone wants to sell their house, you know, and they're in a tough spot or whatever the situation may be, they call a realtor. They don't go, "Hey, I'm going to call a wholesaler." They don't know what that is. It's it's really so, interesting you say that. So so years ago, I had a a listing. I went on a listing presentation, and the house was. I don't know how people were living in the house. It was disgusting. Mm. And I couldn't, I couldn't see putting it on the MLS in the condition it was in. And young people, they didn't want to do any fix-ups. So I talked to his friends that were investors and an investor bought the house at the price the seller wanted to sell at. Before we closed escrow, she had resold the property and made a ton of money. And I started to think, why can't I do that? So after that, I started to look for where there's opportunity. And that's mm. how my investment came about. Somebody called me, a house had burned down in a fire. It was in a beautiful neighborhood. I'll buy it. I bought the lot and I designed a house and then I ended up reselling the lot and the plans and everything. I made over a hundred thousand dollars on that. So a few things there. So that, wow, that's a big project for your first project. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you can do that, you could do anything right? that well, we've been talking about. And it was great. And, and so I, I look for opportunities today, but because I'm not an investor, I try to find, I find investors for my clients. I find opportunities when I can. But I haven't made money doing that. I pass it okay. up and I need to do that myself. Yeah, we we'll change that model. And yeah. there's a, a, a strong relationship here, right? You know, between investors and realtors. Because sometimes maybe, you know, I investors might get that bad, oh, what they're doing, all the creative stuff we do. Mm -hmm. Real Realtors might not just know or understand yet. Or, you know, so we can help each other. We can work together, right? Like you Always said, learning. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Always um, learning. Because, you know, like I said, just that someone sent you a deal that, wasn't worth going on the market or we're not not saying worth it but it was just a tough situation your investor was able to come in take care of the client get them 
on their way you get you're part of it for you know commission and all that and everyone wins yeah and that and i tell that to investors all the time hey just get to know realtors in a couple deals a year you can get from those yeah. referrals and everyone works out for everybody well let me let me ask you a question as a realtor i get three or four text messages a day mm-hmm. or phone calls got any off-market deals got any off-market deals got any does that i mean does that actually work for you guys does i mean not that you're doing that but i get them from dozens of investors i'm looking for and and there are and they they've changed up the messaging you guys if you're investors texting realtors over and over again looking for deals we really don't like that got it okay okay so that's good to know that's good to know so and and one of the reasons why that doesn't work is because that investor hasn't really Not built that relationship. Yeah, yeah, don't have that relationship with you. But I can guarantee you, if it's somebody that you have a relationship with, you can say, hey, you know what? I'm looking for, you know, your next pocket listing, you know, in such such area. Keep me keep me in mind. I, I have a list of people that I'll call when an opportunity shows up. But these strangers sending me messages, you know, over and over again just doesn't. It's, yeah. a, waste, it's a waste of your time and certainly yeah. a waste of mine. It's the technology, right? So yeah. and everyone's fishing. You know, mm-hmm. I love I heard somebody say recently, technology is a great tool, but technology has never sought, sold a house or bought a house. And the people aspect still matters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. So talking about the people aspect, Butch, kind of take us back to when you first started, because you've been doing this for 20 years. 20 so years, yeah. kind of tell us your foray into real estate, why, and then that, like that first transaction. Yeah, back in 2002, everybody was, and their mother was getting a real estate license. I worked for a, a software company and I was doing training and everybody was getting a real estate license. And so weird, random things happened in a row. I was like, okay, I'll get my real estate license. I quit my job on Friday and had my license within three weeks. My first client was a friend that was waiting till I got my license to buy her house. And awesome. uh, once I got my license, she became my first client. We we're in the title company for her to sign her papers. And uh, I learned, you learn every transaction you learn. Yeah. 20 years, I still learn yeah. new things. But that time her boyfriend was loaning her some money to for her down payment. And he brought it into the title company in cash mm. with a promissory note. <laughs> and the escrow officer was like, I can't do that. And she gets up and puts her fingers in her ears and walks uh-huh. out of the room. That's amazing. All worked out because, you know, the lender doesn't want to know about another loan on the property. Right, right. So, mm. but that was the first transaction and that was... Okay. So being at 20 years, you, you didn't see the market cycles. You didn't see it go up, go down, stabilize, everything like that. So with that being said, you went through 07, 08, 09, yeah. everything like I that. Left, I left the business for a few years. I, I you know, in the, uh, everything was a short sale, foreclosure, took forever to get paid. I was single. I didn't have another income. I needed money. So I went and got a job. Mm-hmm. For that short time, I really enjoyed getting a paycheck every week and having benefits and uh, it was great for, I did it for four years and then mm-hmm. I was like, I miss it. I'll go back. Mm-hmm. So I've been back since then. Okay. So looking at 07, 08, all of that time and looking at what we're going into now, do you see any similarities, any differences? Kind of what are you seeing in the market? It's similar, but it's different. It's completely different. The thing that I learned, and I think a lot of realtors that are still in the business learned back then is you have to prepare for the downturn. Markets always go up and they always come down. And when they go down, they always come back again. Mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for the down. I don't think a lot of realtors actually plan for the future. You know, it's transaction at a time. I love to spend my money when I make it. I've learned mm-hmm. to save a little bit since mm-hmm. then. So I'm more prepared for this downturn. I'm not panicked about money. A lot of new agents though have no idea, right? Now it's been a good couple of years. Hopefully people have right. the money right. away. But there's a lot of realtors panicking right now. And it's not the same market. We're not gonna have that same, you know, we have seen price 
prices fall since May. Prices have dropped about eight or nine percent since May. Mm -hmm. You know, back in 2008, we saw prices drop a lot. Took us a long time to come back from that. This is short lived, I think. We'll be back. Well, if I could add to that, well, speaking about weathering the storm, so it's always the more streams of income you have, the more financially healthy you are. So I'm going to throw it out there to my realtors. Cash flowing assets can help yep. weather that storm. That you know, when, when those deals are are further in between, and you got that couple rent checks coming in, thousand bucks here, thousand bucks here, it helps. You keeps you in the business. One of your members has convinced me that long-term buy and hold investment property is the way to go. Mm -hmm. So I'll be keeping my eyes open for that opportunity. Hasn't shown up yet, but I am looking for it. As long as you're looking, as long as you know, because everything cycles, so there is going to be another one. Yeah. So, and, and the thing is, the, the thing that people forget, in Phoenix particularly, people keep moving here. It has slowed down from the peak, right? We were mm -hmm. getting, we were getting 200 people a day moving to the valley. It's it's dropped down below 100 people a day now. It's, it's slowed down a little bit, but there's still a huge shortage of properties and people need a place to live. It's the number one thing. You need to have food. You need to have a safe place to live. And jobs. And jobs. So, and so jobs. that's that's another thing. What, what was what were we more like? Even if you don't have a job, you need a place to live. I mean, you yeah. need food. You get, you get. So, there's not enough, so there's always an opportunity. And for the next 10, 15 years, we have a shortage of housing that will change in 10, 15 years. But for now, it's a great opportunity. And what, what's what is that right now? Like, what is this short? I thought I heard something along the lines of like eight years uh, behind on supply or we, we built like half the houses. Yeah, well, yeah. between 2000 and what, six and 2018, 19, mm -hmm. just the city grew and we didn't build. We didn't build for the, for the amount of growth. So there's an article in today's paper about kids, why are families, why are kids moving home again? Why are young people moving back in their parents' house because they can't afford to find a place to live. Mm -hmm. So it's a great opportunity. I mean, if Wall Street is investing in single family homes, why aren't more people doing that? So that goes along the lines of why, it's potentially why this time around is different because we're a stronger market. We're not a tourist market. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough housing. People are still moving here. Look the the plants that are the chip plants that yeah, are coming yeah. here. Look how what West Valley how much it's grown, man. It's going mm -hmm. to continue to yeah. grow. Absolutely, absolutely. That was what caused that crash before was outside of the industry. Mm -hmm. What's causing the, the downturn now is interest rates, pure and simple interest rates. With excuse me, with last two years we've had pretty fast growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no market can sustain that. So we're kind of normalizing, but it's it's buyers were still buying with that elevated growth. But as soon as interest rates started to go up, when we went from 3% to 5%, the buyers said, and eh, they started to slow down. 5 to 7%, the buyers said, we can't afford it. We can't afford the growth yeah. we've had and the interest rates, one mm -hmm. or the other, not both. Right, right. And so once interest rates come down, you'll see. And that's what a lot of buyers are looking at. They're still comparing to, hey, you know what, 2 to 3% interest, you know, just six or seven months ago to now 7% interest. I'll just wait and try and ride it out right. and see when things bounce back. But the thing is, there's an opportunity right now, right? We're, we're in November. Prices have dropped 8 9% since May. We may see a little further drop, but there's no competition for buyers. They want to buy a house, they can go find it, right? Mm -hmm. Six months ago, eight months ago, they made an offer in a house. Well, the seller got eight, nine, ten offers. Yep. So the buyers had to compete. They were paying over asking price. At our peak, we were like 64% of homes sold we're selling over the asking price. It was it was it was hard for buyers. Okay, it's a little more expensive now, 
But interest rates, according to all the experts, will probably come down within the next six months, if not sooner. Can you talk to some say three months, some say six months, but rates will come down. Buyers will be able to refinance, but they'll own a home. They'll be in a home, mm -hmm. right? Even if, and property values will come back. Mm -hmm. If you're renting for, for, for buyers and sellers, you know, if you're renting, you get nothing. You rent a house for a year, you pay every month. At the end of a year, you've got nothing, nothing. but memories yeah. to walk away with. Even if you're overpaying a little bit today or struggling for a few months, at the end of a year, two years, that long-term investment, real estate's always a great long-term investment. Even when it drops, it comes back. Do, mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts around the, I think rents have dropped slightly as well, rents have come down which I thought bit. is kind of odd with all the demand. When you think about how many investors purchase, the institutional investors, as well mm -hmm. as the, the mom and pop, the long-term on hold investors, how much of our inventory turned into rentals? Mm -hmm. It's added, there's an abundance of rentals, supply and demand, right? Mm -hmm. You increase supply, prices go down, prices That's level true. out. They, they haven't dropped a whole lot. They've kind of leveled out more than anything. Yeah. But again, less competition because there's more, there's more properties for rent than there were before. Got it. Because there's less houses being sold. sold. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Love Remember it. during our crash, a lot of investors bought homes. We have a huge chunk of our market are owned by investors right now. Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of rental properties out there. And with the last two years of people buying invest investment properties, right? you, you've been, you promote mm -hmm. all the time, right? Yeah. Buy, buy, buy. Mm -hmm. A lot more rentals out there. So there's a lot more competition. So don't worry. This rental, rental prices have slowed down because of that glut of rental properties, but we still have a shortage of housing. Got it. Get, get people to understand they don't want to move back with mom and dad. That would be, for me, that would be the worst thing ever. That <laughs> I, I moved yes. 2,000 miles away from that. I can't imagine living in the same house. That's cool. So what about, are you are you into the water situation? Like our water supply? Do you talk about that at all? Uh, any thoughts I'm, on that? Of, I'm kind of like an ostrich with that. Put my me head too. in the sand and hope that okay. the powers that be know what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Fix it. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, know, I know that, you know, when builders build new communities, they have to guarantee water supply for a period of time. Mm -hmm. City of Phoenix, is, we now have a water emergency. It's a mm -hmm. challenge. We need to find ways to save and cut back. But I feel bad for two, three generations from here. Yeah, got it. Got so it. what do you think is a way that realtors and investors can kind of increase that relationship? Because like Mike was saying, sometimes it's that that in a cat and mouse or a cat and dog fight. You know, sometimes investors don't like realtors because realtors are not investor friendly and they, they got to go to straight and narrow and investors are like, well, no, you can do things creative this way that still abides by the law. How can we kind of bridge that gap? It starts with education of realtors, I think, because realtors' primary duty is to protect and promote their client's best interest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the client's best interest is to get the most money possible. You get the most money on the MLS with a buyer looking to buy or sell to live in the property. Sometimes the seller needs to get out. They don't want, I had a client years ago, she was a 70 year old blind lady lived by herself. Like I'm not going to put her house on the MLS. Mm -hmm. and I found an investor who got her what she needed and she didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. So with the realtors haven't learned yet that all of these business models out there, the, the iBuyer model mm -hmm. yep. and working with investors are great tools yep. in opportunities where your seller need something creative and they have to be able to think creative. It's not always the same thing. So, and that's what I've learned the last few years is there's always an opportunity. There's always an investment. Everybody's got different investment models. Some are buy and hold some. We were talking earlier in one of our technology <laughs> things about the, you know, seller carryback. 
Yeah. Most sellers have a ton of equity right now mm-hmm. that if they need to, and today's market, you know, it's a little low. They might not want to sell those, but there's, you know, rental properties, there's seller carry, there's all kinds of opportunities that realtors don't know about. So education, education, education. Okay. Yeah. Good question. Operating Answer. from how, what's in my client's best interest. Okay. So what do you see as some of the strategies right now in this market for realtors to find new clients or something like that? Because I know it's kind of scarce out there. It is. Like I said, if you look at the map of interest rates over the course of the year, compared to new escrows per week, it's almost a mirror. When interest rates go up, buyers stop buying, interest rates go down, buyers come back. It's it's almost a one-to-one. Okay. So the challenge right now is affordability for buyers. For buyers, the biggest opportunity right now are seller paid closing costs. We've kind of reached a, we've kind of hit a peak 47%, 43% of all clo- closings last week had seller concessions. And the best way to do that right now are the, the interest rate buy downs. If a seller lowers the price on a $600,000 house, lower $25,000, it saves the buyer $90 a month. But if they buy that buyer, uh, buy down the interest rate for a year, it saves the buyer two hundred thirty thousand uh, dollars a month in their payment, and the cost is less than twenty five thousand dollars for the seller. Wow. The two one buy down is the best one. You buy it down for two years; it's least expensive for the most of the time. Talk to a lender for specific details. Mm-hmm. Less money for the seller, and can save the buyer up to six hundred dollars a month. Now it's a okay. short term fix, but if everybody's right, interest rates will come down. Buyers can refinance. Mm-hmm. You know they have they'll have the money. They don't you know. It, and most lenders will do a streamlined refinance with that. So yeah, so investors out there, if you got a, a house stuck on the market right now, it's not moving. What's the two don't, one buy down? Don't lower, don't lower the price. Offer a two one buy down. Talk to your your preferred lender and put that plan together. Yeah, that sounds excellent because I know immediately that's the first thing somebody want to do is lower the price, lower the price. But there's other options. If you if you the the one percent buy down is probably for most people the best investment. If a buyer can get in with that one percent. Because long-term fees and costs are better, but if they still need more help, then two one is a great opportunity. Okay. And most lenders are doing that now. So what are, what are other concessions that sellers are? Well, are home, war- now? Home, home warranty companies are happy now because people are doing home warranties mm-hmm. again. Again, yeah. Our bus, they weren't doing home warranties, and it's important for buyers, you know, yeah. air conditioning particularly. Mm-hmm. The helping with closing costs. You know, paying for the buyers, you know, buyers, if they're financing the mortgage, they have closing costs. Right. So sellers helping to pay for that, help a buyer, okay. help a buyer. But and it's weird. It's weird because just six months ago, it was the sellers were in the driver's seat. No, I'm not giving any concessions. Even if it's FHA, I don't want to look at an FHA contract. Yeah. I'll sellers want- were in control for the, we were between 2014 to three months ago, we were in a seller's market. Now it was it was a 2014 to 19 was a nice yeah. nice even seller's mm-hmm. market. Sellers had the advantage, but between 2000 right pre COVID to yep. six months ago, eight months ago, sellers had a massive opportunity. Right, you could the houses that smelled like cats, the houses that were next to power lines, the houses that had you know needed work. Everything was selling, yep, no matter what. But in the last eight months, it has shifted. And now buyers can be picky and choosy if they can afford to buy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If they can afford it, go buy because this is that window. There's no but sellers have to do more. This is where a lot of realtors who people have only been in real estate since 2014. I say anybody, any realtor been in business since 2019 has never had to market a home. 
because right. in the last three years you put it on the MLS, you put up a sign, it's sold. Now all those old models are back. I went on a listing presentation four months ago and the seller said, what do you do to market a home? It's like, I don't remember, I haven't had to in a few yeah. years, but yeah. I'm digging out all those old things of marketing, staging and mm -hmm. you know having sellers clean and repair. Six months ago, you didn't have to make your bed. Mm -hmm. so you had three showings and the house was gone. Yeah, Today, you got to paint, you got to put out the flowers, you got to fix the yard, you got to dust, you got to clean, you know, mm -hmm. all the stuff. Maybe even put new carpet in, maybe paint the house. Maybe there's a million things, right? Yeah. To, to actually make the house put its best foot forward and marketing, you know, those, those, new, those grocery store magazines kind of went away or got very small over oh, the years. Yeah, yeah. They may be back yeah. before too long. I don't think we're going to stay in a buyer's market for very long, but. And you're, you're saying the whole valley is in a buyer's market or portions. Most of, right now, overall, the valley is still in a balanced market, but trending towards a buyer's market. Got it. Most of the cities in the valley are in a buyer's market, except for Paradise Valley, Scottsdale, and Fountain Hills. Those are higher end markets. They're less impacted by the interest mm -hmm. rates. They're still a good seller's market. And there's two or three cities, Phoenix, and I can't remember, Gilbert, I think, are still in that balanced market, but the rest of the valley is buyer's market. Buckeye is the hardest place to be a seller right now mm. you know, because they're most impacted by interest yeah. rates, yeah. which is why seller offering interest rate buy downs can help buyers get into the market. And Buckeye was booming so much. It's booming, yeah. 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 It was like and top in the country or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Growth. yeah. So. Wow. So we're, let's learn more about you, Butch. I know you got a lot of, you know, things going on coaching. Well, before that, let's hear a word from our sponsors. All right. We'll be right back and then we'll dig a little bit deeper into Butch and who he is. Are your real estate dreams on hold? With work, kids, everything else going on, time is limited. Most days you feel like the world's on your shoulders. You might even say to yourself, if I just had someone to lean on and push me in the right direction, I know things would happen quicker. Well, then you need to check out the Deal Finders Club, a community of investors eager to close more deals, sign more contracts, and just get ahead in life. The DFC provides weekly coaching, thriving online community, all the education you need to be confident. DFC is your fastest path to closing more deals. To learn more, head over to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. And we're back. Welcome back to the Azria Show. So, Mike, before we left, you were going to ask Butch about what he does, some of the CE classes and everything like that. So, Butch, let's just jump right in, man. What do you educate people on? So I, I do, I teach CE classes for realtors. You know, I, we were talking earlier about realtors can get CE a lot of places. And, you know, for me as a licensed agent, too, I got to take my CE classes. If I'm going to spend three hours, I want to learn something. So I make sure my classes are informative and interactive and not droning for three hours of lecture. So I, mm -hmm. I, I love that. And I've written some new classes really in my commitment to elevate the level of professionalism in our industry, have realtors really think from treating their business like a business, not just sell a house, buy a house, sell a house, right. actually treating your business like a business, taking care of clients, taking care of the consumer. But I also do business coaching. I've done my own personal growth over the last 20 years or so, and I've learned so many things and I watched so many realtors struggle mm -hmm. with mindset, struggle with focus. You know, everybody tells you, you have to do this to be successful. If you look at all the successful realtors in town, they all do business differently. They all have different models. Mm -hmm. And if you if you build your business based on you, on your style, your personality, you'll be successful. Stop trying to follow somebody else's. If you interview 10 realtors, five of them will say, you have to do open houses. Open houses, the only way to get buyers. Oh my God, yeah. And you talk to the other five, they go, open houses don't work. It's a waste of time. 
whatever you believe is true. Some realtors say you got to go door knocking. Door knocking is the only way to do business. Mm-hmm. Other, you know, other realtors like I would never door knock. Never door knock doesn't help. I've never made any any got any leads doing door phone calls. An hour of power every day making right. phone calls. I've been doing this twenty years. I've never made phone calls, cold calls. I've never mm-hmm. had to do that. So if you build your business authentically, and that's what I help realtors do. Look at what are you doing. Stop doing what somebody else is doing. Build your own model. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like to criticize certain marketing programs in the Valley, different, mm-hmm. there are certain realtors, you know, from the radio or from television right. or from billboards and realtors like to complain about those realtors, but they found the marketing strategy that works for them. Right. So what are you doing if you're a realtor that might to make it work for you? Yeah. You don't have to play anybody else's game. And that's the thing, everybody, and, and, and that's in any, any industry, everybody want to look at the leaders and, yeah. and say, okay, well, they're doing this wrong. They're doing this wrong, but evidently they're doing something they're right doing because something right. you're, yeah. you're looking up to them and trying to figure out what they're doing. Spend less time worrying about anybody else and focus on yourself. What are mm-hmm. you doing? What are your clients hiring you for? God, Absolutely. So, so real quick before we go into the coaching, let's jump back to the CE. So obviously continuing education. So how'd you get into that? And, you know, obviously it's something that realtors have to do, right? Yeah. So tell us about that business. And well, I've always been somewhat of an educator and I sat through enough boring CE classes. I was like, I want to do this and make it more fun. Mm-hmm. And so I worked with Desert Sage Seminars, John and Dana are on, and they helped me get my license to be a trainer. And, cool. you know, you want to learn something, become a teacher. Yeah. I know so much more now than I ever did about real estate from being an educator because people could come up with questions and yeah. you got to be able to answer those. My first, my first few classes, I was so nervous. Don't ask any questions because I don't know anything. But now I feel really confident. I understand the laws. I understand the statutes. I understand what, you know, the business practices. Mm -hmm. And I just love it. I love, I love teaching the classes. And and are they online, in person? Some are Zoom. Some are on Zoom. Some are in person. We've done some classes here. Thank you for the space here. Yep. And your sponsors, Mary and and Augie and and all. Yep. Mary Sarah with. Mm-hmm. Great American, great, great American, American title. title. Thank you. No, no, no. I love having your classes here. We definitely want more agents to come come by and hang out. We want our investor agents to be able to learn from you as well. So yeah, we've done a few classes so far. Yeah, everyone, you know, laughs. Like well, I'm in the back room. I hear people laughing. They leave. They're smiling, high five, and so I don't know what you're doing there because I'm not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's fun. You know, if you think of it, we have to get 24 hours every two years. Okay, and you could. Or let me go online and get my hours done. Mm-hmm. Or you could operate from, how do I do better? How do I get my business better? How do I get, how do I help my clients better? That's what elevates the industry. Learn something. I've learned so much about investing from working with you and, and Augie mm-hmm. and, and things I never considered. It makes me a better agent for my clients. So true. And, you know, that's what I, I think, you know, for many realtors, it's just a job and it has to be a profession. So, so do, you have, do you have two classes in November here? I have one in November here. One in November. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Check our calendar as ria.org and see what, you know, see CE classes coming up or what's your website? My, my classes are all listed on drawador.com slash events. Got it. So if you need CE classes, which is where you go. My, it's funny. Did you ever see the movie Beetlejuice? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seen Long time ago. So my coaching company is called Draw Door Coaching. And it's called that because there's a scene in the movie Beetlejuice where the ghosts are stuck in the attic and the handbook for the recently deceased says in case of emergency, draw a door. Mm. And they picked up a piece of chalk and they drew a door and the door opens into a new dimension. So my coaching is about anytime somebody, you can do anything you want, mm. anything's possible, right? But the people get stuck because they believe something. I can't yeah. do this, I don't know how to do that. That's not possible, it doesn't work that way. But what if it did? 
I think it's real, and that's what I help people do: is find new perspectives that create new yeah, like that. Wow, that's cool. I was driving yesterday afternoon, and a car in front of me had a magnet of the handbook for the recently deceased on the back of the car. I thought it was the coolest thing. <laughs> I, love, I love that idea, wow. that concept. So. Augie, if we want more information Augie. about you, I mean, oh, <laughs> but she said Augie. No problem. No problem. Augie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Frank, you guys are doing very well over there. So, Butch, if we want more information about you, how can we reach you? I know you said your your website. Drawdoor.com, just Butch Lieber. I'm everywhere. Okay. Uh, ButchL.com is my kind of link tree thing that has everything on there. I'm the easiest person. You know, I'm a realtor. My phone number is everywhere. Okay. <laughs> so true. So before we leave, before we exit the show, you got some words of encouragement for those realtors that's out there or those investors that that's working with realtors. What's some words of encouragement going through this market? Well, it, you know, it's everything's up and down. I think we're, we're down. So up is coming, right? Mm -hmm. So stay focused. Like what are you, what can you do today that builds a foundation for the future? There's opportunity everywhere. Don't look at it like, oh, sales are way down. This is horrible. No, sales are way down. Okay, great. What do I have to do in this market? Yeah. Right? A year ago, we were all fighting over listings. Now we're all fighting over buyers. So educate, 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 and, and people will come along. You've got to prove your value. Don't be a salesman. Now for investors, build relationships with realtors. Don't send blind text messages. Mm -hmm. Every day, you know, I'm looking mm -hmm. for my next investment. Give me a call. Hey, I'm looking for a flip and fix and flip. If you don't have a relationship, it's a waste of time. Right. Build some relationships though, and and educate realtors. Educate realtors on how to listen for, how to look for opportunities for investors. I know, you know, when I have a seller that has a unique situation, there are people I can call that can help, and and find creative solutions. Mm -hmm. And keep talking to people because you learn from others. Absolutely. You learn from what people are doing. Great advice. So true. I always say in, in real estate, 80% relationships. So you can make a living without huge marketing budgets. Mm -hmm. And, and so everybody thinks technology is the future. Technology is a useful tool. Mm -hmm. But most of the technology companies are losing billions of dollars. Open Door never made a profit. And, and Zillow never made a profit. And there's all these technology companies. We're going to make your life easier. Let's bypass realtors. Zillow went into business what, 2012, 13, they were gonna ruin real estate. They're gonna put realtors out of business. It's true. Yeah. More people who did a transaction with a realtor this year than in the year that Zillow went into business. So Zillow, what it did was it created transparency in the industry, it, it real estate accessible to consumers, which was great. But it also get people, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know, you don't. The experts. Yep. Yep. So it did a great job. It did a great thing. And people are worried about the future, what it looks like. CoStar now wants to come in and take over residential real estate. Oh my. Change happens. Yeah. What mm -hmm. are you going to do to position yourself in, in the in the path of that change? Absolutely. Because there's, there's always a need, there's always opportunity. You gotta be able to step into it. All right. Can't beat that. Words well said. So guys, thank you so much, Butch. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me here. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, getting through all. I think you had the most hurdles ever. Yeah, yeah. On this and episode. It's all good. And he, it's all good. he rolled with the punches, he adapted, stuck it through, mm -hmm. got through it. So Look, thank it, you for being <laughs> you, you said this earlier, right? It is what it is. And I have that on my office wall. I have a little plaque that says it is what it is. When you take life at its own terms, it is what it is. You got a flat tire, you got a flat tire. You can bitch and complain and mm -hmm. moan and scream all you want, but ultimately you got to change tire, right? Yeah, and stuff happens, you deal with it. And, and you know, the more you can deal with the reality of life, the easier life gets. 
There you go. Uh, and how it should be. Called triple A. I call triple A. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, but, but that's the solution. <laughs> that's the solution. Unless, unless, so I've been doing this 20 years and I know when, it, when you're new in business, you'll work with anybody anywhere in the valley, right? Mm-hmm. I no longer sell houses from where I live because I was driving home from a late afternoon inspection from San, it took me an hour and a half to get to my house from Santan Valley to my house in North Phoenix. But I was driving on one of the roads and I got a flat tire. No phones, no cell signal. Mm. I kind of changed my own tire. I learned. <laughs> Got it. And it could be a good story and complain. I could, I could have moaned and complained. But you just suck it up and mm-hmm. you, you deal with it. Be safe out there. Yeah. Be safe. <laughs> be safe. It's Phoenix out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Azria Show. Again, you can find the podcast on all Apple Pop platforms, Google Play, all podcast platforms. And Each episode airs on Friday morning, so we would definitely love for you to continue to follow us. So you can also reach us on YouTube, find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and right here in the office. So again, have a wonderful day, and we will see you on the next episode of The Azria Show. Thanks for listening to The Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, Head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.